Hi, and welcome to the first ever episode of Ideology, where we kick back on normal and look at uh, different ways, disruptive ways of taking themes and ideas into the marketplace. My name is Rudy Tatalia, and today we're going to be talking about branding. Firstly, we need to ask ourselves what branding actually is. Well, branding is a methodology that we use to influence the marketplace. Branding isn't so much about what we say as it is about what we suggest in our communication. It lets the marketplace know what our values, our beliefs are. It also uh, ties in our market position so that we can compel different target markets and market segments uh, to want to do business with us. Branding is an extremely powerful tool that every business has in their toolbox. And today on this episode, we're going to talk about some of the ways that we can use branding to influence the market, which in the end will provide us with a better return on investment throughout our entire marketing programs. The first question I guess we would want to ask is how do we influence behavior? Have a think about some of the brands that you interact with, brands that you love, brands that you follow on social media, that you want to continually find out about what they're doing, their news, their updates, uh, looking behind the scenes of that brand. There's more going on than just a purely transactional relationship. We have, for whatever reason, built an emotional tie with that brand. We're invested. And that changes ultimately the relationship that we have with the brand from one of transaction to one of loyalty. And we influence behavior by letting the marketplace know what our values and beliefs are. Then we're looking at creative strategy to reinforce those values and beliefs. So that when it comes to someone visiting our website and purchasing a product online, uh, coming into our retail store or meeting with one of our sales reps if we're a B2B uh, type model. Whatever the reason is, or whichever way that we conduct the transaction, we need to move that from a price-based uh, methodology in the minds of the consumers to one of value-based by what we actually provide to people with the transaction. And if you look at high-end brands, for instance, like let's just uh, pick, for instance, Ralph Lauren. Now, I can go and get a, another shirt which functionally does the same thing. I'm talking purely functionally, does the same thing as a Ralph Lauren shirt. Why would I spend... 10 times the amount of money, maybe 20 times the amount of money, if it was purely a functional transactional purchase. There must be more going on. And of course, we know there's more going on. There's branding at play. 
there's branding in the sense that we're building that connection in this instance through uh, opulence and aspiration where we might be tapping into high-end target markets uh, that want to show their success to others. And we might also be tapping into target markets who may not yet be high-end, but aspire to be high-end. However, we need to make sure that that theming is represented in the way that we communicate to the marketplace. And this is the difference between marketing and branding. Marketing states and branding suggests. If I'm driving down the main freeway here in Brisbane, the M1, and I see a big billboard ad, say for Coca-Cola. Now, I've never seen a Coca-Cola ad where they're telling me to go in store and buy Coca-Cola. It's not a marketing advertisement in this situation. Uh, it is a branding communication where they might be showing, for instance, we've hit summer now, they might be showing people, young people on the beach, enjoying each other's company, drinking a Coca-Cola, getting along with everyone or uh, with each other. And that's setting a tone that's setting a belief system around that brand that if I drink Coca-Cola, I'm going to be accepted by my peers. I'm going to have a great time. And so we're now moving that transaction from or moving that purchase from transactional to now based on a set of values that I'm going to be able to tap into by purchasing that product. I know it's only soft drink, but that's how the mind works when we go to make a purchase. So branding is so powerful now because since the um, entry of globalization, uh, we now have a lot more competition than what we did uh, 20, 30 years ago. And this is where branding can become an extremely powerful tool. It can separate us from what other businesses and competitors are doing. It can help us to build a market position so that we can hold a uh, blue ocean strategy as opposed to a red ocean strategy or blue ocean position as opposed to a red ocean position. And because of social media and other digital uh, vehicles that we now have access to, we have more connection points to build that theming to build that brand position in the mind of the consumer. So if you think, if you're a small business and you think, does branding suit me? The short answer is absolutely yes. It shouldn't and no longer is just relevant to the larger players in the marketplace. In a global community, uh, we, our target market may not best be in Australia or in America, it, we might be selling products that uh, we're trying to entice people on a global stage to come and purchase our product. So I guess I just want to leave you with having to think about what you're actually doing for branding. Uh, have you even considered it or do you generally go straight to the jugular with marketing, promotion, offers uh, 
and those types of situations or those sort of promotional activities. They can certainly be powerful and should be used in conjunction with branding. But if we're not out there actually branding and theming our market position and building that emotional connection, there's a fear that we will continually be uh, forced into a position of transaction and not a position of loyalty. Thanks so much for listening to me today on uh, the power of branding and I will hopefully catch you on the next webinar.